This is Jim Wallace for The Soul of the Nation. We're in a remarkable time, extraordinary time in our nation's life. When I often say the soul of the nation is at stake, I think we all see that now. But the integrity of faith is also at stake. So when I was discerning the times, as the Bible says in this week, I was drawn to a text, a New Testament text, uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 12 to 18. And I read it in many versions, but I finally chose the King James Version with the old familiar language that many of us grew up with. And let me read that text because it really spoke to me about where we are and how we might respond. The Apostle Paul saying, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness in this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. Other translations say, the belt of truth. Wrap the buckle up the belt of truth around your waist. Having on the breastplate of righteousness, and of course the word there also means justice, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. Again, Ephesians 6, 12 to 18. Read it. This is a classic New Testament text. The Apostle Paul tells us that we don't just struggle with human leaders and institutions, but are engaged in what the Bible calls spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness in high places. That's what the text says. Spiritual warfare between our better angels, as Lincoln contrasted, against our worst demons, which are easily provoked, as in a time such as this. The longest government showdown in U.S. history reveals the brokenness of our systems the danger of a strong man exploiting that brokenness instead of trying to fix it. And the suffering of countless people. Just a personal note, I met with a young man last night who I'm close to and trying to support, who, who while homeless, got a job as a food delivery guy on a bicycle, which led to getting a place to live and all the rest. But the shutdown has really hurt him because people aren't, ordering food. (laughs) They aren't buying food. And he came over last night because he's so tired and discouraged and depressed. The shutdown is hurting him as a young food delivery guy trying to get out of being homeless. So it's hurting a lot of people, particularly those who are most vulnerable, where one paycheck makes such a difference. I heard a commentator say last week that half of all Americans, half, would be broken, bankrupted, 
brought down by an unexpected bill of $500 for your car, for health. So those people are really struggling. This Washington habit of blaming instead of solving problems, blaming each other, which we see every day, has left our politics both polarized and paralyzed. So traditional practices of petitions and lobbying and pressuring and negotiating, while important, now seem inadequate for the current moment. So if we are to take both our perilous situation and this Ephesians text seriously, we need to find some new weapons, if you will, for the struggle. That's what Paul is saying here. We must take on the whole armor of God, as he puts it, using the weapons of spiritual warfare in order to withstand on the evil day and having done everything else to stand firm. Then he lists these weapons as the belt of truth around your waist, uh, which needs to be buckled up, as I like to say, the breastplate of righteousness, which means justice, shoes for your feet, makes you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. We need peacemakers in the House and Senate and to pray with our feet, as John Lewis would say in the Congress. The shield of faith, which will help us to quench the expected flaming arrows of the evil one, and the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, and the word of God, which overturns all the other words that we're hearing. Notice these are not just pious, prayerful suggestions. These are weapons from the whole armor of God, meant to be directed at the principalities and powers in the evil day, which is where we are right now. As this government shutdown drags on, it has undermined our fundamental institutions, protocols, practices, and procedures, and resulted in suffering and danger to more and more people and families. Listen to the stories. I've been really struck by the stories. The media's done well in telling the stories of ordinary people, government workers and their families who aren't going to get a paycheck. They can't afford to pay their rent or medicines for their kids. I heard one guy said, I have an autistic son. I can't pay for his treatment this week. I don't know what to do. Listen to the fears of many people who are approaching hunger and homelessness in this country when critical programs will end as early as February. The final weapon listed in the Ephesians passage is this, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. We don't normally think of prayer as a weapon or as an action to take, but really prayer is both. That's what the text is saying here. Prayer is an active measure to open ourselves to God, to ask God to prepare us for further and even more courageous action, and to ask God to intervene, even in dire situations, believing that prayer can change things. I believe that. Therefore, in the midst of this government shutdown and the political and humanitarian crisis it has created, Sojourners is calling people of faith to prayer as an action in itself, as a preparation for future action. We are asking every one of you Every one of you who are listening to this, our readers and partners and allies and friends, in your daily lives and in your churches, offer your prayers for the Senate and specifically for leader Mitch McConnell, who has the authority 
to call for a vote in the Senate that would end this shutdown and reopen the government tomorrow. He can do that. He has the authority. Sojourners is ready and willing to collect and deliver those prayers. We will collect and deliver your prayers to your senators and to McConnell in person here in Washington, D.C. In this critical political and spiritual moment, let each of us write, say, and send a prayer right now. And let us pray without ceasing in our daily devotions and corporately in our churches until the shutdown ends. So, here's my prayer. Think about what yours could be. Dear God, I see the pain and suffering of working families that I know must be breaking your heart even more than ours. Dear Lord, open our hearts to the real stories of parents struggling to take care of their children and pay their bills. I pray that they not feel alone. Comfort them with your presence. I pray for those who rely on government programs and will soon lose their support for food, housing, and health care, and could become hungry and homeless very soon. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, tells us that how we treat the least of these is how we treat him. Lord, help us to respond. I pray for the women and children whose service is at domestic violence shelters and first response organizations are now at risk. Women being, being abused and beaten, their security is now at risk as funding runs out. Watch over them, Lord. I pray for our churches, service organizations, and people of goodwill who are trying to bridge the gap by stepping up already and serving meals and offering temporary jobs for those affected. Fill them with your spirit. I am biblically instructed to pray for our political leaders. So I pray for President Donald Trump to listen to the pain of the people, to listen to you, Lord, and to put love for neighbor over political goals. I pray for our senators who have the authority and the responsibility to reopen the government. And I pray particularly for Senator Mitch McConnell, the leader of the Senate, who is the only one who can call for a vote. Help them, Lord. Help them to put country over politics, party, ideology, or self-interest. I pray for our senators to vote, if necessary, in sufficient numbers to override a presidential veto if the president refuses to listen to the prayers and petitions of a growing majority of people across this country. Oh God, we need prayer beyond ourselves in this painful, difficult, and dangerous moment. And we need you to lead us to deeper and more faithful and sacrificial action. I ask you, Lord, to sustain us together. Lord, hear our prayers. So I'm asking each of you to go to sojo.net. Look for a call to prayer. And right there, you can fill out a form uh, telling us your name, your state, your city, and write your prayer and send us to it. 
and we'll deliver it to your senator and to Mitch McConnell. So go to sojo.net, a call to prayer, reopen the government. This is something all of us can do, any of us can do. Write your prayer, send it, and we promise to deliver.